Welcome to Parenting Your Sensitive Child. Parenting a highly sensitive child can feel overwhelming, and all the parenting books in the world can only get you so far if your head and your heart are out of alignment with your child's. I'm your host, Julia McGarry. Let's create a new parenting paradigm. Throughout the month of November, I'm going to be sharing with you specific thoughts that run like lines of bad code and negatively impact my clients' experiences of parenting. These thoughts are pervasive. I'm not borrowing them from a specific client, but rather reporting on the experiences of many. So pay attention. These thoughts may be present for you too. Y'all ready? Let's dive in. A lot of parents of highly sensitive kids are also highly sensitive themselves. For some reason, we tend to be drawn to each other, so it's not uncommon for whole families to be highly sensitive, even though it's a trait that's only found in 15 to 20% of the population as a whole. What this can mean for our families is a lot more overstimulation. If you're highly sensitive, and your child's energy ramps up when they're overstimulated, or their sensitivity leads them to cry easily over things that seem like they should be no big deal, you're more likely to get overstimulated yourself than a less sensitive parent, right? We tend to feed off each other. This just is. It's part of our wiring. But that doesn't mean you have no control in these situations. There's the fact of having a more finely tuned nervous system, and then there's how we think about it and what we make it mean about us. Okay, so we're coming back to our thoughts again. In these moments, we want to get curious about what our brain is doing, what thoughts are actually coming up for us, and how do those thoughts affect the way we feel in our body, our physical experience. In these moments, if we track what we're thinking and realize that the underlying thought that's permeating our experience is something like, I can't handle this, or maybe this is too much, you're much more likely to feel overwhelmed or even panicky, and then in turn, you're more likely to overreact, to lose your patience, to shout back, or even to send the kids away. This is a problem we often try to solve by telling ourselves to be more patient. But when you get overwhelmed, you lose access to patience. You also lose access to all of those carefully thought out strategies you've built and all the tools you have to regulate your nervous system all because you're believing at some level that you can't handle it. You're believing that it's too much. And to take it a step further, you're believing that in those moments you're not safe. This one tends to fly completely under the radar, but if you're thinking you can't handle it, if you're thinking it's too much, the translation to your nervous system is we're not safe. 
But when you think about it rationally outside of the moment, you can see that you are safe, right? So how can you start to create a feeling of safety in those moments? How can you reassure your brain that you are, in fact, safe? For some of us, it's enough to change our thought to something less reactive. If you believe there's too much going on, for example, you could just as easily believe there's a lot going on, right? It's a very subtle shift, but too much definitely generates a different feeling in the body than a lot, right? Too much is impossible to handle. A lot gives you the potential to solve the problem. It allows you the possibility that there could be a solution to the problem, that you could handle it, right? A lot may not feel great, but it's definitely believable. When we have that window of possibility, we can use our tools to move through a lot. There's a lot going on right now, but I can handle it. I can take a step back. I can drop the rope. I can put in earplugs. I can pause the TV show. I can take a deep breath. I can ask for help. I can narrate my experience. There are so many possibilities, so many options that you give yourself when you step out of too much and just take a little sidestep over to a lot. Can you see the difference? Okay, so in this context, looking at our thoughts works for some of us, but for some of us, a lot might still feel really overwhelming. It really depends on you as an individual and how you respond to those thoughts, right? So you may find that approaching this challenge from a position of like, what am I thinking about? How, how can I shift that? to shift the way that I'm approaching the problem, that might not work for everybody. And I want to give you one alternative way of approaching it. And it's especially relevant if your reactions come on really quickly and you can't catch yourself in that moment and redirect to to that alternate thought. Okay, so the other option that I want to offer you is this. Pay extra close attention to what happens in your body in these moments. Reflect on it now if you can. Do you feel flushed? Does your face feel hot? Does your heart rate change? Do you see red? Does your throat or your chest feel tight? Does your head swim? What are your physical cues that you're feeling overwhelmed or panicked, that you're feeling at some level unsafe. If you can identify the physical response, you can start to pay attention to it. You can notice when your breathing is getting shallow, for example, and just say to yourself, my breathing is changing. That usually happens when I don't feel safe. And you can actually show your brain where it's wrong. This one works really well for me. I notice when I'm having a stress response and I can tell myself, 
I know I'm safe because I can feel my toes. I know I am safe because I can take a deep breath. I know I am safe because nobody's trying to hurt me. You can adapt this part as needed. What do you need to hear to feel safe in those moments where your brain is telling you you're not safe, but you actually are? What do you need to hear to calm your nervous system? Okay, because if you can soothe your own nervous system, it changes the way you respond to your kids completely, and it helps them start to calm their nervous systems too. So to summarize, this is probably a familiar scenario if you are a highly sensitive person. The fact is we are more sensitive to stimuli and we are more easily overstimulated, but we don't have to just accept that as our fate. A dysregulated nervous system can be regulated and the more you work at it, the easier it becomes. All right. I hope you have a wonderful week. I will talk to you next Tuesday. Do you feel like you're parenting 24-7 and you're still not sure your child is getting what they need? Are you ready to stop parenting reactively and start living in partnership with your sensitive child? Are you ready to reclaim time for yourself and time for your dreams? Then you're going to want to explore coaching with me. I help my clients tune out all the noise, better understand their kids, build a parenting strategy that meets their family's specific needs, and do the mindset work necessary to implement that strategy consistently without sacrificing themselves in the process. To get started, just head over to partnerpath.com, click on coaching, and get your free consultation set up. Let's get to know each other.